It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We are a company that provides life-changing nutrition information through individual nutrition counseling, classes, our weekly radio show here, and many other resources. I'm Kara Carper, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. We have a great show for today. The title is Five Steps to Handle Stressful Times. And we have a very special guest in the studio. We're going to introduce her in a few minutes. But first, I'm going to hand it over to Kate Crosby, my co-host, and we will give you some insight as to what we're going to be covering. Kate is also a nutrition counselor. She meets with clients at the Lakeville and North Oaks offices. Well, good morning to our listeners. We're really glad you could join us today. But first, we've got a few questions for you to think about. Have you ever lost a job Well, maybe recently, or maybe it was a long time ago in the past. Or maybe you had a job change. Maybe a career change. Maybe it was really a promotion. Or have you dealt with either buying or selling a home and moving? Or maybe you've had to deal recently with a death in the family or a death of a very close loved one. Maybe you are a caregiver to either a partner, a child, a parent, or someone else. So these examples would all be considered really stressful events. Now, a stressful event doesn't really necessarily mean it's negative. They're positive ones, negative ones. For example, a job change or promotion can be quite a positive change. Now, if anyone listening has studied psychology, you probably know that there's a lot of research on stress and the stress response. There are even terms for different types of stress. Um, And I remember studying Hans Selye's work uh, when I was going to St. Kate's. He was a Mm -hmm. physician who studied stress. Does that name ring a bell to you? He um, was a physician who studied stress and anxiety and how the body responds. So he coined the terms eustress and distress. So getting married or getting a promotion would be considered eustress. You know, it still is a stressful event, but more of a positive stress. Yep. And an example of his term distress would be, for instance, experiencing a death of a loved one. And according to Dr. Selye, the body responds to stress in three stages. So here's an example. Perhaps someone gets the news that they received a raise at work. But another employee gets the news that they lost their job. Mm -hmm. Well, both would be having the same biochemical reaction. Their bodies prepare for fight or flight. So fight or flight, that will that you know that that means that your body is preparing to stay and fight or run from danger. So picture the animals in the wild, you know, predators are fighting and hunting, but the prey is fleeing and hiding to survive. Well, this happens in humans all the time. There's a release of hormones, adrenaline and cortisol. Your pulse is going to quicken. You take in more air. A lot more oxygen is needed to fuel those muscles. And your digestion slows down, perspiration increases, 
blood sugars increase. And then in the second stage of stress, the body begins to repair the damage that was caused by the adrenaline mm-hmm. response because it's not healthy to always have high adrenaline and no. high cortisol. So usually in that stage, the stress symptoms vanish. But what if those stressful events or the situation continues? You know, eventually your energy wears out, exhaustion sets in, and this can lead to lowered immunity function, health, mood problems. So you might be thinking to yourself, well, what is the nutritional connection to all of these examples? What are these ladies talking about? (laughs) Well, whether someone is experiencing short-term stress or ongoing chronic stress, good nutrition is critical to maintaining health and well-being. So we're going to walk you through tips on how to support your body with the right foods so you can function at your best, even in the midst of a crisis or a joyful event that is still considered stressful. And I wonder if anyone has made this connection before. People may naturally gravitate towards seeing a counselor or a life coach, clergy member, or connecting with family and friends during a difficult time. But I don't think it's very common to hire a nutritionist during a stressful life event. Good point, Cara. So far, we've mentioned situations like experiencing a death of someone close to you or a job loss or maybe a job promotion or change, moving to a different home. We also mentioned that being a caregiver is a can be a very stressful role. Other situations that can be stressful are having a family member or someone close to you be admitted to a hospital or a treatment center. Or you may personally be, just have a chronic health condition that you're dealing with. And dealing with health issues or pain day in and day out can really take a toll on your well-being. Even something like getting married can create certain stressors. And certainly a divorce or having a relationship end would as well. Mm -hmm. And having a child can be stressful. There's research showing that many parents experience stress, especially when there are two or more little ones at the same time. And I personally know that, having had two children 15 months apart. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And I was kind of a mess and knew, knew that nutrition was important at those times, but didn't know what nutrition was mm-hmm. important. We hear that a lot. People are, I, I know I should be eating healthy during this yes. time, but uh, we're going to give specific examples of what we mean by healthy eating. But our special guest has been patiently waiting here in the studio with us today, and I'm really excited to introduce Susan Caffrey, a client of mine. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you so much for being here today. Good morning, Cara. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So, when I found out what our topic was, I thought it would be really helpful helpful for people to hear some examples of how you have used nutrition to manage stressful times. So I'm wondering, would you mind first sharing a story about how you heard about us? And wasn't it a year ago or so that you signed up for the Nutrition for Weight Loss class? Yes, absolutely. It was almost exactly one year ago. And in... Uh, 2012, I decided I really wanted to make some changes in my life, and I hired a life coach. And one of the things I told her was that weight loss was something I had struggled with my whole life. And I always felt like a failure when it came to dieting because I could lose weight, but then I could never keep it off. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. my life coach said, have you ever heard of nutritional weight and wellness? And I said, no, I haven't. And she recommended you. So (laughs) I called um, the Wayzata office 
and signed up for the 12-week nutrition for weight loss class. Mm -hmm. And that's where I was fortunate enough to meet you, Cara, Mm -hmm. and um, also um, had some one-on-one counseling with you. Hmm. And you've just done amazing, um, you know, in the last year. (laughs) So we're going to, we'll talk more about that as we go on today. Well, and it sounds a little bit, Susan, like your previous diets were similar to so many of our clients tell us about. They're often based on calorie counting, low fat. Was that yours? Absolutely. And I thought dieting meant low calories Ah. and low fat. I didn't know. I didn't know the truth. I didn't know that nutrition was about carbs and proteins and fats. I never had that information. So for me to learn this, it was life changing. Hmm. And looking back, I realized the dieting that I did was really the diet was the failure. I was not the failure. And that gave me a whole new perspective. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud to say that over the past year, I have lost over 30 Mm. pounds. Congratulations. Thank you. And I never once felt like I was dieting. I just felt better and healthier. Yep. Well, it's the, there, there's several problems with those low-calorie, low-fat diets, especially when, the, when it comes to stress. Low-calorie, low-fat is going to lead to low energy, low moods, and you probably experience this a lot more, anxiety and panicking about any situation at hand. That's right. Kate, I mean, what are low-calorie and low-fat diets missing? I mean, we know they're low in fat, but they're also usually low in protein as well. Absolutely. And you know, healthy fats, good quality protein are key foods for stress management. I think we need to emphasize that. Healthy fats and good quality protein. That's what you need for a stress management package. Mm -hmm. And so one way those foods support us is by balancing blood sugar. That's why we talk about it all the time. Balanced eating on our show, because without the right balance of protein, fat, and carbohydrates at every meal and snack, blood sugars are going to be too high. And then shortly after that, a big crash too low. And, you know, I would I would love for Susan to give some examples of maybe like previous eating and what she's eating today. But I do I'm looking at the clock and it is time for us to take our first break. So we'll just do that like a few seconds early here. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And since we are discussing stressors today, and we know stressors can affect moods, I thought it would be timely to tell you about a recent study published in the Journal of Clinical Psychiatry, July of this year. Researchers at Columbia University established a significant link between lack of essential fatty acids and mood disorders, such as anxiety and depression. The essential fatty acid these folks in the study were lacking were EPA and DHA. Now, EPA and DHA are found in omega-3 fish oil and cold water fatty fish like salmon. So we'll, Kate will talk more about this when we come back. And please, if you have a question for us today, call the studio at 651-641-1071. Why can't I lose this weight? What is wrong with me? Why can't I stop eating? My name is Nell, and two years ago, I was asking myself these questions, but I didn't know where to find the answers. I felt alone and hopeless about my weight problem. I was pre-diabetic and 100 pounds overweight. Yes, I said 100 pounds overweight. I was really depressed about my weight. I felt like I had tried everything and nothing had or was ever going to work. I felt trapped. 
Then I found Nutrition for Weight Loss and learned the new science of weight loss from the wonderful people at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. The program taught me to use real food to stay satisfied, end my cravings, and jumpstart my metabolism. I am happy to report that with the help of Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I have lost 90 pounds and dropped five dress sizes. My blood sugar is normal, and I have boundless energy. Change your life like I did. Sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss today. Call 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Or go to weightandwellness.com to find a Nutrition for Weight Loss class near you. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby, nutrition counselor. I'm here with Cara Carper, licensed nutritionist and special guest and nutritional weight and wellness client, Susan Caffrey. We're talking about steps to manage stressful life events today. And Cara told you about a study out of Columbia that found that the lowest levels of omega-3 fatty acid were more likely, people who had low, lowest levels of omega-3 fatty acids were more likely to have anxiety and major depressive disorders. So omega-3 fatty acids are needed to support brain function and to increase stress tolerance. It makes sense to take this as a supplement if you struggle with anxiety, depression, or are going through stressful times. And I've struggled with anxiety and depression and make sure to take three to 4,000 milligrams of fish oil per day. And I really noticed that it it also helps reduce inflammation that I sometimes get when I'm running or exercising Absolutely. and forget to take my fish oil. Yep. I take this daily as well. And our main advice is to find a good quality omega-3 supplement. You know, the cheaper brands can have traces of toxins like mercury or lead or arsenic. And sometimes they can contain rancid oils. So it's really worth it to pay a little more and know you're getting a mm-hmm. good high quality. So. Metagenics is a high-quality brand. Nutri-Key, they're wonderful, great brands. Reliable. Mm-hmm. Well, before we went to break, uh, we were just talking about the importance of balancing blood sugar every day for everyone, but especially when it comes to stress, stressful times. Stress, stress. Yeah. And so, you know, I know before Nutritional Weight Wellness, Susan, you were probably not eating, like, perfectly balanced. I mean, most people aren't. I'm just wondering... If you could give an example of what you used to eat and maybe affect you. Yeah. How did you feel? Well, one of my favorite breakfasts on Saturday morning used to be pancakes. I loved getting up and making Mm. pancakes for the kids. Everyone loves pancakes. But I couldn't figure out why after eating pancakes with syrup, why I needed a nap afterwards. Because I would eat them (laughs) and, and literally... You know, I think my now I know that my blood sugar level was increasing very quickly mm-hmm. and then crashing. I would always have to plan a nap after eating breakfast. Oh, really? With that breakfast. <laughs> oh, wow. And I always thought, well, that's weird because I thought food was supposed to make me feel better. Why is food making me tired Weird. and sleepy? Not giving yeah. you energy. Right. I was very confused, but I continued to eat pancakes nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> the message wasn't clear enough. So, Susan, what's a breakfast that you might eat now and... What's the difference for you? Well, we have eggs a lot in our household. And so one of our favorite breakfasts on weekends now would be scrambled eggs, scrambled in butter. Mm. And then I'll throw in some veggies we might have in the um, refrigerator. I love tomatoes or green peppers. Um, And that is a much more sustainable breakfast. I can count on myself feeling really good and strong after eating that breakfast. 
And so I guess the main difference between those two examples, the pancakes, I mean, that's a very like starchy carbohydrate that's going to raise the blood sugar and then insulin will cause the blood sugar to crash back down. And that leads to usually low moods, low energy. So by anxiety anxiety and panic. (laughs) So by having some eggs cooked in butter, there's your protein, there's your fat. Those are two huge blood sugar stabilizers. Absolutely. And another thing, um, I think we should talk about protein and other benefits of protein besides balancing blood sugar, because really they are the building blocks for neurotransmitters. Exactly. Neurotransmitters, those are those brain chemicals. And actually, they're found not just in the brain, but in the body as well. Um, They tend to make us feel good. So, for example, if you've got enough of the neurotransmitter called serotonin, you'll probably feel hopeful and optimistic. You'll be able to focus and concentrate. you'll be able to respond to things calmly, and calmly is kind of the key word there when you've got enough serotonin. Mm -hmm. And you're more likely to ask for help. All important qualities to have during stressful times. Someone with low levels of serotonin, this is what it would look like for that person. They would be more likely to have depression, anxiety, be more impulsive, scattered, and not focused, maybe fly off the handle, and react versus mm-hmm. responding calmly. Um, and then there's something called brain chatter. People oh. with low serotonin often have this nonstop brain chatter. They also may isolate themselves instead of asking for help and support, like you just mentioned. Kate. Mm-hmm. You know, another brain chemical, dopamine, one of my favorites. Um, if you don't have enough dopamine in, in your system, you won't have good self-esteem. Um When you have enough dopamine, you're going to be compassionate and you're going to feel connected with others. You're going to be motivated, able to finish your tasks. You'll be optimistic, hopeful. And a person that's low in dopamine is going to be more tearful and reactive, have lower self-esteem and feel kind of like a victim, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. almost like others are out to get him or her. Yeah. And also may feel isolated and depressed, kind of like with low serotonin. Mm-hmm. You know, I know for me, when I've been through stressful times, the last thing I want is to feel more depressed or hopeless or isolated. So the key here is to making make these happy chemicals, these brain chemicals. You've got to eat protein five times a day, five different times a day. Not just at breakfast, not just at dinner. We see that a lot. Yes. Where but someone's just having like a steak at dinner. I kind of think of it as a protein drip. You know how you have an IV drip? <laughs> right. You need a protein drip. <laughs> I like that. How does someone get protein five times in a day? You know, I know, Kate, you were talking about how your recent move mm-hmm. um, coincided with your husband having a detached retina on the same day. How did you? Tough. That was stressful. Can you give examples of how you got protein in in that situation? Well, it was tough. Um, obviously I hadn't planned for that. And so when I got to the hospital with my husband that were, you know, once he got situated and was on his way for, you know, having his, uh, detached retina taken care of, I went to the, what was available food wise was a coffee shop. And fortunately there were a couple of hard boiled eggs. I happened to be with a friend who had a bunch of nuts. So there I was, I had protein, mm-hmm. I had fat, there weren't any particularly great carbohydrates there. So that was that. 
But on the way home after the operation, um, I made sure that we stopped at the food co-op and I loaded up on a good rotisserie chicken, cucumbers, green beans, celery, things like that, and olives and avocados and butter just to have fats, proteins, and carbs. So you had all you had the PFC. That's what we like to say in our in our classes: yeah. the protein, fat, and carb combination. And those fats are just really, really important for Crucial. stabilizing the blood sugar, which is going to help us deal more calmly in situations like that. Mm-hmm. And so, Susan, now that you have incorporated healthy fat into your way of eating, which I know a lot of you know conventional diets are low fat. And so people steer away from that. What are some of your favorites now? Well, like Kate said, I think um, almonds and nuts are something I like to have with me a lot. Mm -hmm. I know that that's a protein and a fat I can count on, um, you know, to keep me to keep me going and and helping to keep my blood sugar level stable. One of my favorite snacks or sometimes for a meal would be yogurt. And I used to love, I still love yogurt, but I would eat the flavored nonfat yogurt. (laughs) And I didn't realize that, again, because it was nonfat and all of the added sugar, there was a lot, way too many um, carbs in that for me. Mm -hmm. So one of my healthier snacks, or like I said, sometimes for a meal would be full-fat yogurt. And you really have to look to find that at the store because so much of it is nonfat. So I mm. get the full-fat yogurt, and I put in protein powder mm. to, to add the protein to mm-hmm. it. And I put a little bit of vanilla in there to add some flavor. Mm-hmm. And then I like to put in maybe strawberries or raspberries, what happens, whatever happens to be in season. And then I throw some nuts in mm. to add a little crunch. And to me, that's um, a really good uh, combination of foods. I feel great after I eat it, and it tastes good, too. That's a great example a and quick. One. I mean, I think anybody could easily put that together. Right. No cooking involved. No, no. cooking. Exactly. <laughs> so a couple things. We do have a caller on the line. So if you can hear me, Chris, if you could please just stay on the line because we do need to take our second break here. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And if Halloween and Thanksgiving have gotten you off track with your eating and you want to make some changes, lose weight, increase your energy or address a specific health concern, we have a perfect solution for you. It's our Nutrition for Weight Loss series, and it's going to teach you how to eat real foods to lose weight, feel better, and improve your overall health. And so, um, again, we will get to Chris's call when we come back. But if you have a question or a comment today, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Welcome back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Kate Crosby. I'm here with Cara Carper. We are discussing five steps to handle stressful times. That's our topic today. And before break, Cara mentioned that we've got some Nutrition for Weight Loss series starting up this week. So let me just describe where and when. This Tuesday, December 10th, Kristen and Michelle are going to be teaching the 12-week series in our St. Paul office from 6.30 to 7.30. It's going to, this series, Nutrition for Weight Loss, will be offered again in Wyzetta starting on Tuesday, December 10th at 6.30 by our nutrition and educator, Andrea. And on Thursday, maybe you want to go to North Oaks. December 12th, Thursday, December 12th, you can take the series from 7 until 8. Rhonda and Orly are going to be the instructors. 
You can call our office at 651-699-3438. Is that our number? (laughs) That's our number. (laughs) And sign up online or at weightandwellness.com. All right. Well, we have a couple callers on the line here. Good morning, Chris. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question for us? I do have a question. Um, My girlfriend's daughter is pregnant, and she is vegetarian, Mm -hmm. and she's got depression and terrible morning sickness, which lasts all day. Um, I'm just trying to get her to think about the nutritional weight and wellness way of what she could do to supplement um, her daughter when she's having such a, a hard time. So do you know if she eats, does she have dairy or eggs in her plan? She, she doesn't eat any animal products. So she's more closer to vegan? Closer to vegan. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, lots lots oh of pasta, gosh. lots of, you know, stuff that is, I, I don't, she's not a a real good mm-hmm. cook as far as making dishes or anything like that. So I I just really am worried about her. Well, to be honest, I mean, that's kind of a tricky one because, I mean, I, I respect everyone's decision on mm-hmm. being vegan, vegetarian. Everyone's got different reasons for doing that. But yep. in her case, the only form of protein that's jumping to mind is like a, like a pea or a hemp protein type powder. of a protein powder um, and we actually, our office does carry a really mm-hmm. good one. It's by Designs for Health is the brand. Okay, Design for Health. I believe it's called, called Piatine. Okay. Or now it's or, called... Oh, it's got a, new, a different name. Pure P. Pure P. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Another so, one is uh, Ultra Meal. It's a rice protein. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tastes pretty good. So she she could have those mm-hmm. while, while she's pregnant. She's, yeah, she's oh, going to yeah. be needing to have those Tons several times a day. I mean, I... Mm-hmm. One one of the concerns I think both Cara and I pick up here is the fact that when she's suffering from depression, that usually is an indication that she's not eating enough mm-hmm. protein, protein, as mm-hmm. we explained and a very little high earlier. Anxiety. She she won't even drive a car. Oh, so she really needs protein. And if yeah. there's any way to, you know, yep. have her come in see one of us, oh that gosh, would be, it'd be wonderful. We we do work with vegans and vegetarians and. She's going to need to get as much protein as possible to make neurotransmitters that she needs to get out of the anxiety and depression to support the fetus. And Mm -hmm. also she's going to need essential fatty acids like DHA. She needs as much healthy fat in her diet as possible to balance her blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that we could do for her if she'd be willing to sit down with one of us. Okay. Good question. Very good. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for your call. Bye. Okay, we have another caller here, line two. Hi, good morning, Patty. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Oh, well, good morning. This is uh, this is just a wonderful topic, and I, I love your show. Thank you. I just you. wanted to tell you that this is uh, pretty much uh, Mom 101. Uh, <laughs> my mother had hypoglycemia. Oh. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the things that she taught us kids was that... Uh, she would do uh, always start out with a protein uh, first good. to you know get, but she always needed a sweet, and so I would do cottage cheese with peaches for her. Oh, that uh-huh. sounds wonderful! Yeah, a few nuts and you got it all balanced. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then the other thing she she taught us was uh, 
what I would make for her was a poached egg on wheat toast with butter. Mm-hmm. So she'd have, you know, the food pyramid. Right. She's getting, well, we would call it the the protein, oh. fat, and carb combination. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And she learned a lot of that from Weight Watchers. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and from her own mother. But I just, I just really, I really appreciate your show because... Um, a lot of us siblings have the same problem. The hypoglycemia. Which yeah. is low blood sugar mm-hmm. to any of our listeners. Thank you, who, Kate. Who <laughs> yeah. don't know. Right. And, you know, we, we keep emphasizing the importance of protein and fat to keep blood sugars from being low. Uh-huh. Sure. When people have more anxiety, more depression, low energy. Yeah. yeah. But the first thing when she was starting to um, go low, mm-hmm. the first thing she would do is, like, take a little spoon of, jelly or something and then we would back it up with the protein and the carb so we yeah we like the protein first uh, recommendation definitely or maybe take a spoonful of almond butter Mm -hmm. instead of oh and she was huge on pickles and olives (laughs) wonderful olives would be a great (laughs) fat Well, thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show and and calling in today. Oh, absolutely. Have a great day, Patty. You as well. Thanks. So fat, 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 the number one food for balancing blood sugar. It's a mood stabilizer, an energy stabilizer. It can help to reduce sugar and carbohydrate cravings. Fat supports the brain, you know, supports our moods, our immune cells. I personally, one of my main reasons for eating enough healthy fat is to keep my blood sugar from dropping too mm-hmm. low because mm-hmm. I tend to get anxious and irritable. And those are not good things to have happen during a <laughs> stressful event. Um, one of my recent favorite ways to get fat is as a bedtime snack to help me sleep through the night, which hopefully we'll have time to talk more about. I take a tablespoon of coconut oil with a half of a banana. Ooh, that sounds great. Yeah. Good. You know, Susan, you were giving an example earlier about your high-carbohydrate pancake breakfast that you used to eat. Um, so what are the carbohydrates you eat now in, in, instead of some of those past foods like pancakes or bagels or chips or well, cookies? Well, chips and crackers were certainly my go-to food in, in those days. And mm-hmm. now I, I like to have on hand, some fresh cut veggies in the refrigerator that I can uh, reach to when I really need something. And so I like to have carrots or celery or um, those small tomatoes and some sort of a dip that will have my the fat in it that I need, some sort of a ranch dip. Mm-hmm. So, th- right. you know, I used to think veggies, they were low in calories and so they didn't weren't really doing anything for me. But I learned that's uh. not correct. And so they can be very satisfying. And I've learned to really like them. One morning I got up and made broccoli for breakfast along with my eggs. And my <laughs> husband thought I was a little crazy. Uh. <laughs> and I said, no, I just feel like I need some broccoli this morning. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you will start to crave and really, really like vegetables That's when you become true. used to eating them. Yep. But also once in a while, if I do really want a cracker or something, there are some really good gluten-free crackers that I'll have with maybe some sliced cheese or something mm-hmm. like that with it. Mm-hmm. That's a nice snack. Better than like the um, uh, microwave popcorn or something like oh, that. Oh, certainly. Yeah. 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 You know, those carbohydrates, especially those vegetable carbohydrates, are so full of fiber. And that re- that fiber helps to stabilize blood sugar, too. I know that... Whenever I'm under a, in a stressful situation, 
And that usually means I don't have enough time to cook. I have, similar to you, Susan, just a lot of raw veggies on hand, celery sticks, those baby cukes, and, and raw green beans, among other things, just to mm-hmm. have enough good vegetables, good, good vegetable carbohydrates. And the reason we keep talking about vegetables as a carbohydrate source is because out of all the carbohydrates, they contain the most vitamins and the most minerals. So when we are being depleted, which happens when, you know, we're stressed out, when we're stressed, we actually, our body is being depleted of vitamins and minerals and things like sugar, soda, and some of those, I call them white carbohydrates, like potatoes, Mm -hmm. rice, bread, crackers, all that stuff. They also deplete vitamins and minerals in the body. So really the the key here is to get most of your vegetables from the non-starchy kind, like we mentioned, you know, the celery, the cucumbers, the green beans, those uh, cherry tomatoes. Even the healthier starches like brown rice or wild rice, sweet potatoes, Mm -hmm. carrots or corn and peas are okay, but they need to be eaten in moderation, just a half a cup at a time. Right, to keep blood sugar balanced. Yeah, otherwise... There's going to be a spike and a crash. Well, it's time. This hour is going really fast. It's time for our break here. And we told you about the three different Nutrition for Weight Loss series that are going to be starting this week. I also want to tell you about an exciting holiday promotion that's going on now through December 28th. You can get $125 in gift certificates by spending $100. So you're getting an extra $25 to use for nutrition counseling or classes. You can purchase the gift certificates on our website, weightandwellness.com, or get them in person at any one of our five office locations. So give the $125 gift certificates to your family or your friends as a holiday gift, or treat yourself to a counseling appointment or a class you've been wanting to take. And they are valid only at classes taught at our offices, so not community education. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and we'll be right back. Hi, sleep. I miss you. What's it been? Six months? A year? I don't even know anymore. I just know I need you. And I really want to reconnect. I tried medication, hypnosis, some weird tea that smelled like feet, crying hysterically. None of it worked. A friend of mine told me about this place that helped her sleep, Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I know. What the heck does food have to do with sleep? She says a lot. I can't remember what exactly because my mind is shot these days. No sleepy, no thinky. Plus, I'm getting acne and headaches and my butt's getting fat. I'm going a little crazy, you know? (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to give nutritional weight and wellness a try. And I promise, sleep, if you come back, I won't snore. Learn how real food can improve your sleep, mood, digestion, skin, and more. Sign up for the Weight and Wellness Series at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby here with Kara Carper and our special guest, Susan Caffrey. If you've just tuned in, we've been giving tips on how eating real foods in balance can make Managing stressful life events seem a little easier. You know, I just want to mention an amino acid that we recommend for feelings of anxiety, panic, and overwhelm. Well, if you can relate to the scenarios we've been giving on our show today, this would be a good one to keep on hand. It's called L-theanine. L-theanine is just naturally found in green tea. 
We like to take it as a supplement sometimes before stressful times like videotaping online classes. <laughs> um, I take it anytime I hit a stressful time. I always have it with me. I do as well. I keep it in my purse. I The day I was interviewed on KSTP, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many of those I took. Oh, But yeah. it's very helpful just to keep on hand. It just takes everything down a notch. And it doesn't make you drowsy. No, you know, it keeps you calm and focused. And very focused. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a caller here. Um, Diane has been waiting for a little bit. Good morning, Diane. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. I love your program. Well, thank oh. you. Uh, about a year ago, my husband was diagnosed with um, early stages of Parkinson's. And now um, he's been on some medication, but uh, just yesterday... The doctor suggested he take fish oil and B6 and something called creatine. It's C-R-E-A-T-I-N-E. Mm-hmm. Can, can you tell me anything about that? Like what is it? And It's an amino acid. acid. Yeah. Okay. Um, we do not carry that at our office. Okay. Um, I mean, I know <laughs> this sounds silly, but I know people use it um, for working out oh, quite okay. a bit for muscle mm-hmm. building. Okay. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I apologize. I don't know how that would specifically be related to Parkinson's. Parkinson's. The fish oil is great. We know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know something that we use in our office for, for Parkinson's would be L-tyrosine. Okay. For as a precursor dopam- to dopamine. Mm-hmm. I would have to do a little more research on the creatine, though. Alrighty. I wonder if creatine helps to make dopamine. And you said the other one was... L-tyrosine, that's also an amino acid. All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Thanks for your call. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's get back to talking about um, Susan and her story. And Susan, I know this way of eating has been a little more recent for you. I mean, you started with us a year ago. and But prior to that, you've been through a lot before coming to NWW. Would you just mind talking a little bit about... What went on before and um, kind of the eating and how How you you maybe wish (laughs) you would have known. (laughs) Absolutely. Sometimes you don't realize the situation you're in until you look back at it. And Mm -hmm. one of the most stressful things in my life was um, in in a very short period of time, in a two-year time period, I lost my mom and then my dad. And then two short months after my dad passed away, I lost my 17-year-old son to suicide. And there really is nothing that can prepare you for that kind of loss. Mm-mm. And the way I dealt with it was probably like a lot of people, and that was comfort foods and lots of carbs and lots of alcohol mm. and Diet Coke and mm. antidepressants and all the things that you think are that maybe make you feel okay at the time but long-term aren't good for you. You know, in looking back, um, I realized the importance of really taking care of yourself first so that you can better handle the stress in your life. Um, And, you know, I have over the last, well, over the last year, as I've started eating healthier, um, I've also been able to cut back on the antidepressants. And I've really found that my world has become a lot brighter. Hmm. And that by making sure that I have all the protein and the carbs and the fats that you're talking about here, um, I... I have I finally felt strong enough that maybe I didn't need to rely on the antidepressants. And for me personally, it's been a huge life-changing um, experience. It's been great. Mm. 
That's quite a story, Susan. I know. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being willing to share all this today, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, for me, that's one of the things that helps me get through difficult situations is talking about it and asking for help and, and reaching out to others. You know, I, I noticed, Susan, that you don't have a Diet Coke here. You've got a big bottle of water. <laughs> well, you could not have seen that two years ago because I carried Diet Coke with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. That was my staple. I had to have a Diet Coke all the time. And one of the things I learned my first night of class with Cara was that Diet Coke was not my friend. Uh-oh. <laughs> and we do teach that in class one, don't we? <laughs> they teach that and in such a way that you believe them. Uh-huh. Kara is the sweet, loving person. But yes, when she, she talks about Diet Coke and the reality of it, you will listen. <laughs> I did not touch Diet Coke after leaving class that wow. first night. And I had drank Diet Coke my whole life. And I immediately noticed I felt a lot better. I mean, the first couple of days were rough. But mm-hmm. I started to drink water, and now I crave water, not Diet Coke. I don't even like the taste of Diet Coke anymore. Isn't that oh, wonderful, that's Kate? fascinating. <laughs> taste All buds right. do Kara change, too. fabulous. <laughs> She's so sweet, but she can be so Uh-oh, forceful when it comes to her opinions on food. <laughs> Had In a, a mission that night yeah. <laughs> in class. Well, not only are the artificial sweeteners a problem for moods, energy, and metabolism, regular soda and energy drinks are also way too high in sugar and caffeine. So we don't want you to think that, you know, if you're drinking those things that you're in the clear. No, absolutely. When your body is stressed and blood sugars Mm -hmm. are already naturally higher and stress hormones like adrenaline are being pumped out, sugar and caffeinated drinks are not the go-to food. And so... So Back, just let's get back to Susan for mm-hmm. we only have a couple minutes here, and there's she's got so much great information to share. But I know there was a story recently you were telling me that right before you were going to host Thanksgiving, your husband needed to have was it gallbladder surgery? Yes, and just a background my husband has multiple sclerosis and has had it for 20 years, so I'm his primary caretaker. And I love being with my husband and um, helping him. But there is stress that goes along with it Mm. every day. But nothing is more stressful than just when you think you have everything ready for Thanksgiving and you have everything in control. And then um, the gallstones attack your husband. (laughs) So I woke up on Monday morning um, and my husband said, you know, I'm not feeling very well. I think we need to go see a doctor. And so we sat in ER for a couple of days, actually, before they... um, realized that it was gallstones, and they recommended gallbladder surgery. So on Tuesday night before Thanksgiving, he was in surgery, um, and I was supposed to host Thanksgiving just a day later. Here's a stressful situation. That's a bundle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But one of the things I did is I asked for help because I knew I couldn't do this alone, and I wanted to celebrate Thanksgiving and be with my family. So, you know, my my stepchildren and my niece were asking how they could help, and I said, you know what? You can go and get my Thanksgiving groceries. And so my niece, um, after work on Tuesday night, went, picked up all the groceries. And so when we got home from the hospital on Wednesday, everything was there. Mm -hmm. All I had to do on Thanksgiving was get up and put the turkey in, and and I could enjoy the day. But it was asking for help, and Mm -hmm. I think that's what we all need to remember to do during stressful Mm -hmm. times. Ask for help. And then even when you were at the hospital, I'm sure you didn't have time to, like, pack a bag and plan a bunch of meals and no absolutely not but (laughs) i had my water with me because cara taught me to keep water with me all the time (laughs) 
So I had water with me and, um, you know, the vending machine, there sometimes are things you can find if you really look. And for me, that was nuts. There was Doritos and there was low-fat cookies and all of that. But um, I had to find something with protein because Mm -hmm. protein I knew is would help me um, sustain this, think more clearly, and make better choices. So you just make the best possible choices mm-hmm. given the circumstances, and mm-hmm. that and that's what you did. You didn't have time Absolutely. to hard-boil eggs before going to the hospital. No, not that at all. And so, sometimes you can find those hard-boiled eggs. Sometimes you can, yeah. Yep. Well, I think it is time to wrap up the hour. And first of all, Kate, myself, all of Nutritional Weight and Wellness want to thank Susan Caffrey, for being such a gracious guest on our show, coming over here on such a cold morning. (laughs) Um, But I think Susan's story really reinforces nutrition can be a powerful tool for managing a number of different types of life stressors. The right nutrition helps us feel more balanced, have more energy, and just have a more positive outlook about situations. So we hope that her story has brought hope to some of you maybe going through something similar. So enjoy your weekend and tune in next week for Dishing Up Nutrition. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.